Greetings, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Bladed Apples, a horror podcast. Drop your trick-or-treat bag every week. And we're back, live. Live and in person. <laughs> we're not doing it over the computer today. We're in your room right now. Yeah, look behind you. <laughs> we're in your closet recording a podcast. <laughs> I'm Rocky. I have pita chips stuck in my teeth. <laughs> I'm Blaze. <laughs> And today, we're going to 2002, the turn of a century, to talk about one of the most early 2000 films there could be. Actually, that's not true. We'll get into it more, because... It is the American Pie of horror. (laughs) (laughs) The American Pie of horror, 2002's Halloween Resurrection. Because <laughs> it's spooky season. We're on a roll with these hits. <laughs> the hits keep on coming. And we'll also have other stuff that we do in shows normally. We're going to have a video game. Yep. We're going to have a... Nope. No. <laughs> I was like, no, we just talked about this. Not going to have a folk tale. Like, oh, get my phone. <laughs> And we'll have all the other bullshit that comes with the episode, enough to where you'll be like, I can listen to something better. I can do better. I would hope you could. I believe in you. You can. You are shooting as low as the women in Halloween Resurrection <laughs> by listening. <laughs> but first. Ladies, you could have done way better. <laughs> but first, what's been going on? Not much. You. Came over. I did. And I'm happy about that. Because <laughs> it's easier for to edit. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only reason. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I had uh, come down here to visit the parents and all that, so we're, we're recording as we used to, which is nice. Yes, it is. I will admit, I get really sad every time I walk by your apartment. I'm like, I wonder what Rocky's doing. Oh. <laughs> Not living there anymore. I know. <laughs> On to better things, or am I? Who knows? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say, uh, yeah, better than Gainesville and better than DG. Oh, yeah, that's true. Fucking Dollar General. Still sucks. I always see people posting things about it, like how they're still working 60-hour weeks, 50-hour weeks, 60-hour week. 80-hour week. And, uh, they still don't know, because uh, management at DG is awful. I can say that now. <laughs> I'm allowed to. It's not good. That's not good for a company to be spending that much money on overtime. But what do I know? I don't work there anymore. You sure don't. Yep. And I'm mentally better off for that. I think emotionally better for it. So I'm oh, happy yeah. to be on to new and better things. But have you watched anything this week or done anything interesting? Uh, I watched Dead Streaming. Yeah, we talked about Dead Stream Dream. a little bit. Be- or Dead Stream. Yeah, a little Whoops. bit last week um, where I'd seen it. So what did you think? I liked it. I thought it was really fun. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, it's one of those, um, you know, Jordan was talking to me uh, earlier this week, and he was like, you know, they just don't make horror that's, like, fun anymore. You know, everything is, like, trying to be dark and sad and stuff like that. I'm like, there's still some out there, and yeah. Deadstream was a, a part of it. And he was like, oh, I didn't like Deadstream. I'm like, fuck you, didn't you don't. That's complete, that's complete bullshit, because not only do you have, like, Deadstream, you have Barbarian, and you have other fun horror films, ready or not, you know? Yeah, exactly. crowd-pleasing horror movies that come out nowadays. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Now, if you've said that in the mid-2000s, 
<laughs> you would have been right. When everybody was just making like, oh, well, the slasher generation is done. What do we do now? Well, let's remake all the franchises, but they're all gritty <laughs> and nasty, and it's all and none of them are good. <laughs> yeah, none of them. And uh, between that and doing torture porn with Saw and hostile films, it's like vile. oh, fun. Yeah, everything's vile and dirty and just no. Like, I mean yeah. the movie Vile. <laughs> oh, I never saw Vile. It's all right. Yeah. Yeah. I've never seen it. Maybe I'll it check is, it out. Sometime. It is exactly that, though. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. Let me watch it right now. Yeah. Pause it so we can watch it. <laughs> all right. We're coming back. We're not doing Halloween Resurrection. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. Uh, yeah. No, Dead Street was fun. And like we talked about last week, that uh, it's a uh, directing duo, the winners, uh, a married couple, and John. This is. Is that what his name is? Or Steven? I can't remember his name. In the, in the show? In the movie? In Deadstream, yeah. In the movie, his name is... Okay, not no, his character's name, the, the director's oh. name. His actual name. But he's the star of the movie. And like we talked about, it's him having... Is that his wife who's acting in there? No, that's a different... Oh, okay. So she's acting. They just co-directed it together. Um, what is his name? Joseph. Joseph, not John. Joseph Winter and Vanessa Winter who directed like and I had to look it up last week also. Made a really fun Dead Alive meets found footage <laughs> film. Yeah, it is. It is uh, it does kinda have that feeling to it. Especially when she bites him on the penis. Yeah, it bites his penis and it's very silly and fun and they use really shitty looking monster effects, but it works because <laughs> it is what it is. And, <laughs> And because it just looks better still, even though it's not CG and overproduced or something, you buy more of it just being a, like a really shitty rubber-looking monster. It kind of feels like that throwback to the late 80s, early 90s. The fun monsters. stuff. Yeah, films. And it's really, I, I mean, I don't know how to describe it other than fun. It's not really scary. It's just fun. No, <laughs> it's no. Funny. I mean, it's funny. I think the idea of it is cool, too. Like, uh... Both me and Paige enjoyed it. She was like, this guy's really annoying. I'm like, that's just a YouTuber. Like, yeah, yeah. That's just how they are. Yeah, and I like they pokes fun at himself when people call him crater faces. Nah, like yeah. Because <laughs> he has bad acne scars. <laughs> but I like they just kind of pokes fun at himself and all that. That's funny. Uh, yeah, Deadstream was cool. Um, what did I see? Well, I'm not going to talk about the big one until later on. Yeah. Before we switch over. <laughs> there was something I watched. Damn it! What was it though? And I just had it up. Let me let me refer back to my letterbox diary just to double check because I am completely brain farting right now. I watched. We will talk about the elephant in the room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, that's what I watched. Did you see dark? Did you watch Dark Glasses yet? Dark Glasses. Yeah, on Shutter. No, no, I saw the the Argento one. No, yeah, so I haven't. Is it good? New film from Argento. Yeah, I liked it. Uh, I gave it a seven. The equivalent of a seven on Letterboxd. Is it Giallo? Or? Uh-huh. It's okay. a new Giallo. It's kind of, apparently it's a script that he's had since the 90s. And the basic story is that the main character is a high-class prostitute. It's all in Italy. And it's all in Italian. Which is a high, high, I must say high school prostitute. Jesus, that'd be a completely different movie. <laughs> high class prostitute. She's an elementary prostitute. She is not a high schooler. She is a middle schooler. Um, no, she is a, um, a high class prostitute who a stalker 
after chasing her in a van, she gets into a really bad car wreck um, that blinds her and kills one of the people in the car and puts another person in the car in a coma and their young son that was in the vehicle with them um, is in a foster care home and she uh. takes um, she takes a <laughs> general liking or maybe guilt wanting to kind of take him into her care but there's still this murder that's chasing her around and all that and it kind of goes from there I think it's actually one of the more heartfelt films from Argento so is she like hey any of your school friends got dads? Like, <laughs> she does all the time. <laughs> really? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but actually, she's very good. The lead actress is very good in it. And apparently she hasn't been acting for too, too long. I think since 2016, so six years. But she's actually really good and it. it. has a little bit more of an emotional core that's kind of missing from Argento films. And it's not quite as misogynistic as maybe some of his earlier films, which we'll get into misogyny later on in the show. <laughs> we talk about Halloween Resurrection. But <laughs> <Whew>. <laughs> it's it's pretty good. I think it's a nice little return to form for Argento. It's not great. It's not as good as Deep Red Inferno. or Inferno or Suspiria or something like that. But it's a nice little return to it's definitely his best film in twenty years. Yeah. So that's nice. And it's good to see him kind of working. And it doesn't feel... It feels very stripped down. It doesn't feel... What was like his last one? Oh, boy. Uh, let me look up. I out. always think of the Masters of Horror one, but it's not no, that. No, he put out stuff since Jennifer. Let's see. Jennifer, that's it. I hope that it's not his Dracula film that came out. Or his found the opera film that came out. Because both of those were awful. Awful, awful, awful. Uh, the last movie he directed was Dracula 3D in 2012. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> and this movie also has Asia Argento in it, playing basically the role that Dario Nicoletti would have played in the earlier Argento films of Phil's life. Oh, okay. Uh, which is her mother, and uh, she always kind of normally played a side character in most of those earlier Argento films. And it definitely feels like a Dario, uh, or a... Uh, Daria Nicoletti role that she's played with me though she's not the main character she kind of has a support role in it it's pretty good there's some awful dialogue in it and also has two of the worst most not worst most awkward hugs ever filmed in dark glasses <laughs> yeah. oh there's really two really awkward hugs between the main character and the child and just like wow can you shoot this any awkwardly or they're just like barely touching each other it's like what an awkward hug <laughs> Especially after the bond, they kind of, they kind of build over the film. We're just like, wow, this is very awkward. You think they would care more? <laughs> yeah, they sure don't. So it's good. It's on Shutter now. It's been part of their Halloween uh, releasing cycle. So check it out. All right. What else have you been getting into or seeing or news that you've had or anything like that? Uh. I know, I, man, I keep thinking, like, I know I've watched stuff, but I can't, uh, did I talk about May? No, yeah, you watched a week, I, I realized after we taped the episode that you did not bring it up, you watched it a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And you didn't even talk about it. I never talked about it. It's a Lucky McKee film, who, he has a, a movie out right now that we were just talking about called Old Man. Um... And it's pretty much uh, the lady version of Pieces. Like, 
That's why here. Yeah, it is almost exactly this the story minus the fact she's like obsessed with specific people's body parts and not so much hey like I could jack off to this. Like, <laughs> Lucky McKee, we talked about our Texas Chain, or not Texas Chainsaw, Jesus Christ. I'm saying that because Toby Hooper directed the remake. Oh, uh, we talked about him in our Toolbox Murders episode because the main character in the Toby Hooper remake of Toolbox Murders is the same main character from the same lead actress from May. Oh, yeah, it is. And Lucky McKee was originally supposed to direct. Or no, he was. I think he was offered to direct the Toolbox Murders remake, but he was originally supposed to play the killer in the Toolbox Murders. Right. And he got busy, and we mentioned May and that, how we neither of us have seen it, but it's on Shutter now, and I still need to see it because I feel like Lucky McKee is a huge blind spot in my filmography. Yeah, it was a good movie. Like I really enjoyed it. Uh, it was pretty. Uh, you know, it starts off where you're like, okay, she's just really fucking awkward and whatever. And then it's like, uh, what's that fucking the vampire movie? The guy who's like an alcoholic and the uh, he's in an apartment all the time and he runs into this girl and the girl ends up actually being a vampire. Oh, what? A girl walks home at night? No, it's it's the dude. He's like a bad smoker. He lives in New York. Like, oh, you're talking about. Uh... The Larry Fessenden film. Yeah. Well, uh, Habit, right? Habit. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it has that kind of feel to it. Yeah, it's it. got that indie, like, yeah. art house horror film. I mean, it, I would say, like, unlike Habit, which has, like, you know, there's some scenes where it's, like, camera focusing and stuff like that. This right. is a very clean-looking film, but I would say the, the vibe of it is very similar. Yeah. Was it Habit? It's Habit, right? Yeah, you're right. It's Habit. Yeah. Uh, okay, that's interesting. I, I, I need to watch it because I feel like it is kind of a uh, huge blank spot. With, you know, there's some of those directors where, oh, uh, Lucky McKee, which is, he put all these great independent horror films. It's like, you should watch them. And uh, I still feel like there's a huge blank spot there. I feel like the Soska sisters are a huge blank spot. I'll admit that. Also, I know a lot of people in the horror community really like the Soska sisters. And I haven't watched a lot of their movies. You know, people love American Mary. I haven't seen that. Um, which I hear is amazing. I, I'm actually not too familiar with them. So They did, I think the last movie they did a remake of Rabid. The Cronenberg film. They did a remake of that? a remake of it. Yeah. How did that turn out? Uh, I got, I think it was like a 60% Rotten Tomatoes or something like that. Yeah. Uh, Better than I would imagine for David Cronenberg remake. Yes. Did you hear about, we're a week away, well, we're less than a week oh, away yes. now. Oh, yes. Yes, we are. Uh, Friday will be Joe Bob's Haunted Halloween Hangout. Hooray. I guess they ran out of, <laughs> they ran out of Hootenanny and Hoedown and all that. They're just like, Hangout. Hangout. It's a bit Hangout, which will star two horror icons, which, uh... Do you have any guesses of who they may be? I know who one is. I think that already got spoiled earlier in the year. Um, because she let it slip. Cassandra Peterson. Yeah, it's going to be Cassandra Peterson, or Alvira. Because she kind of mentioned that she taped with Joe Bob already. 
I'm pretty sure she's going to be one part of it, but I don't know who the second Yeah, she just, uh, Joe, I was like, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Why should I to go and tell everybody? Like, the show's ruined, Darcy. <laughs> like, it's oh, ruined. boy. He's, he's been drinking Lone Stars again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm excited for it. I'm, I'm ready to get my pizza and... He's just sitting outside of Cassandra Peterson's with a radio (laughs) playing CeeLo Green's Fuck You. He has has the boombox over his head like... Fuck you, Cassandra! (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty awesome seeing them together. They've worked a lot together over the years just being horror movie hosts and stuff. Yeah. I'm pretty sure who that's... That she's going to be one of them, but I don't know who the other one is going to be. It's Finn Gooley again. (laughs) He's just on. That was awesome. That was an awesome guest appearance. Also, Sven Gulli episode was really yeah, fun. Yeah, that was fun. Hopefully it's better than last year's. Dude, Halloween last special. year's Halloween special bummed me out. It didn't bum me out. I just thought it was, I mean, I see what they're trying to do. And I like that they try to do something different. And they poke fun at it during the episode. But that's when they had David Gordon Green and Jason Blum. Which I thought, they were both great interviews. With yeah, them. good interview. David Gordon Green was really selling Halloween Kills, which fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah, he really had me going. Like, he got me excited for it, and then I watched him like, oof. This is... Hey, you're a fucking liar. Yeah, um, I, I, it still makes no sense to me, like, how they had something so good the first time. Like, I guess it was just a flash in the pan kind of thing. We'll get to that in a few minutes, because well, the inevitable Halloween ends conversation is about to happen. Yeah. But, um... We're going to do that right before we, we switch gears. But yeah, it's uh, one of the two movies they showed last year for the Halloween special. They showed Angel, which isn't even a horror film. It's a yeah. kind of rape revenge kind of movie. Vigilante B movie. Yeah, kinda. Yeah, kind of a vigilante. Because he movie. let he let David Gordon Green choose one, he let Jason Blum choose one. And Jason Blum chose uh Train to Terror. Uh, what the fuck is the name of the movie? Oh, the, the Jimmy Lee Curtis film. Terror Train. Terror Train. Yeah, yeah. And uh, with David Copperfield. With David Copperfield. What did they just want? The producer just wanted a magician in it. Yeah, for no good reason. This is like, okay, but I'm a huge fan. Thank yeah. you for coming on my movie. <laughs> and it's like that's a New Year's horror movie. Like you, yeah, mother. It was a costume party. At least that one. I'll, I mean, I like that movie, but I will say, like, compared to uh, other New Year's horror movies, such as New Year's Evil, I think it is not as good. Like, I think New Year's Evil is one of the... I like New Year's Evil. That's probably the... Did we talk about New Year's Evil in an earlier episode? Yes. Yeah, we did. (laughs) Yeah, we did. (laughs) We talked about New Year's Evil already. Yeah. No, I like Terror Train. Um, It is... I mean, I know I like it. Awesome party. It's Jamie Lee Curtis and her horror exploitation time. Still as a young woman, yeah. Because around that time is right off the hills of Halloween. So she did the prom fog, night, huh? Prom night, prom night, the fog, yeah. terror train, road games, which we were talking about earlier. Cause you road see, games, you see road <laughs> games. It's great, great yeah, exploitation film. Hitchcockian exploitation, and her uh, 
Stacy and Keith just play so well off of each other. So you guys have never seen road games. It's on Pluto for free. <laughs> if you can find it on if fucking you can Pluto. Because we tried to find the movie today on Pluto because I couldn't find my Blu-ray copy of Halloween Resurrections. And I couldn't fucking find it. So we were looking for Pluto. And guess what? We couldn't find the movie on there either because there's not a fucking search bar. There is not. I'm wondering if it's not listed under horror. Like maybe they slipped it in comedy. under comedy or something <laughs> as a joke. <laughs> And, uh, I don't know. It was, uh, there's a lot of good shit on Pluto, though. I was really surprised by that. I'm like, fuck, I really need to use Pluto more. It's almost like that surprise of the more you go around, um, Tubi. Tubi. Tubi has a lot of stuff. Tubi has great stuff. Yeah, and it's easy to find it. You know, it's funny, like, I I saw Shudder put up one of my favorite, like, I think, underrated movies, uh, Dark Knight of the Scarecrow. I was, uh, that's so funny, I've never watched it, I want to. You haven't? Oh my god, I always hear how... That is a sleeper, I'm telling you. So see Robert Cargill, who we actually talked about last episode, I was like, he's like coming up. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Who's a writer, he wrote Black Phone and uh, Sinister, and he's always... And, and Doctor Strange, him and Scott Derrickson do a lot of movies together. They're kind of partners. Right. Uh, he tweeted about that, and Pat Oswalt retweeted his tweet, where it's like, yeah, back in the 80s, like, if you were, like, a kid growing up, like, they would always show this movie on TV, and you would just catch it, and it was, like, almost a Halloween time special. Thing yeah, and, <laughs> and it kind of blew me away, because I was like, you know, I, uh, you know, I saw it on Tubi, and I was like, "Holy shit!" I didn't, I haven't seen this since I was a little kid, and I watched it again. I'm like, "Yeah, this movie still fucking rocks," and Damn, I need a it just yeah. got put on Shutter. I yeah, was like, I Tub- "Tubi, you're ahead of the game." Dude, fucking Shutter isn't putting out. I mean, they're always putting out great stuff, and always, yeah. they, you know, I mean, we can only suck Shutter's dick so much. Yeah, until oh. you give us free subscriptions. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, I know the seven bucks. We is give really you enough. <laughs> Yeah, we, we promote them almost every episode, but just the level of curation. Let us it's curate by fans, you know. Let and, us curate it. It's Come just, on. It's so good. They're, they're, they're fucking amazing. We yeah. can do it. <laughs> but just with all the stuff they've been putting out for the Halloween season, between that and May and, you know, all the new horror films. That, yeah. Another good one I watched yeah. on Shutter. Did you watch Sissy, which was on the newer movies? No, I did not watch Sissy that. Sissy is a great satire of the social media generation. And it's really good. It, it takes a form of a dark comedy, but then once it starts getting violent and stuff, it really gets brutal. I really liked it. It's on Shutter right now. It played really well at film festivals. So if you haven't watched Sissy yet on Shutter, that's another new one I meant to actually bring up a week or two ago that I did it. So check Sissy out. It's a great little. I don't want to talk too much about it, but it's it's this girl who's. Her name is Sissy. I forgot what her actual, like, people call her Sissy for short, but she doesn't go by that anymore, but she is a influencer, or what seems to be Instagram. They don't directly say Instagram, but it's definitely because legal rights. <laughs> but she's kind of like this self-help guru where she's like, oh, today's going to be a wonderful day, and just remember, let your problems go, ba-ba-ba-ba-ba, whatever. And she has, like, a shitload of followers and all that. And then one day at the pharmacy, she runs into one of her old best friends who's getting married. And she's like, oh, I should come to me and my wife's wedding. It's going to be great. Uh, and she's like, well, we haven't seen each other since we were little kids. Like, no, it's fine. Like, come out. 
and then you come to our bachelorette party, like before before the wedding. And we'll murder you. And all that. And she's like, okay. And she goes out there, and who's also there is her childhood bully. Oh, okay. <laughs> but there may be something else where it may be a change of perception of what actually happened when they were younger, or maybe not. And then things escalate from there, where they're all look at Sissy, where it's like, that girl's crazy. But then in Sissy's mind, she remembers them being bullies and all this, and it kind of builds from there in terms of this satire of our obsession with social media and followers and all this other stuff. And it's really good, actually. Huh. Yeah. That sounds like an interesting concept. It's a really good, uh, I think it's from New Zealand, independent film. And they just put on shutter a couple weeks ago. So check it out. Sissy. Hmm. Uh, Cecilia, yeah, that sounds good. Name. They call her Sissy for short. but she doesn't go Cecilia. To yeah, Cecilia. Uh, <clears throat> the piece of news I could bring out where I'm like, did you hear about this, though? It's Famous Monsters of Filmland. Do you hear about Famous Monsters of Filmland's new news? No. So Famous Monsters of Filmland, for anybody that doesn't know, is the first monster magazine. Right, I know that. Taken out by Forrest J. Ackerman, who's the creator. He is the godfather of the monster kids. He was the first one to start this stuff. They have beautiful covers uh, made on every one of them. Oh, yeah. Uh, just... Bernie Wrightson. <laughs> Bernie Wrightson didn't do it, no. Um, uh, and it's... it's it's the most influential monster magazine influenced people from Stephen King to Guillermo del Toro to all these people uh, and uh, it's coming back they, they, they've been out of uh, I think since 2012 they haven't really been printing they've been having like a special here and there and nobody's really heard from them since like 2018 and they just had an announcement yesterday Friday uh, The so of course since we're not going to release an episode for a week or two the 14th, they released the news that it's been bought out. Like somebody's going to bring it back? Yes. And by the way, uh, Basil Gogos made the covers for Famous Monsters of Filmland. Basil Gogos, which I have a bunch of his portraits in my house, a bunch of his monster portraits. Oh, I covers. thought you meant like you had a portrait of Basil Gogos. I wish. <laughs> I would beat off to it. <laughs> um, no, somebody bought Famous Monsters of Filmland. I did not hear that, and that is kind of exciting if they do and somebody it well. that you know. Who? Corey Taylor. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Corey mm. Taylor has bought Famous Monsters of Filmland. I see. He's going to resurrect the magazine, uh, put out new toys and merchandise, as well as start doing film festivals, and make a... Uh, Famous Monsters Film Studio to give more independent directors and creators voices. And Corey Taylor's a big monster fan. He's a big old fucking nerd and stuff. But I think it's interesting. Why not? Eh, eh, I, I don't know. I guess I, guess I can't. Be, it's like, I, I, for some reason in my head, I'm like, man, I hate Stone Sour. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that doesn't have anything to do with this. I'm like, yeah, but he's in it. <laughs> and I don't like it, so this is going to suck. <laughs> yeah, but you love Slipknot. They're your favorite band. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, not that either. Slipknot's your favorite band, man. No. <laughs> I, I'll give him this. Iowa's still good. That's still a good one. Iowa? Yeah. Iowa's a great album. Yeah, I can still listen to some I of the think, stuff I on there. I like all the Slipknot albums and stuff. I... Fuck you! <laughs> I, think, 
think they're fine. I mean, I, I think they're all super talented instrumentalists. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know about the motherfuckers who just hit trash cans. But uh, yeah, maybe not them. But they, they also take more of a, like, clown who's the, like, one that hits, like, just one of the percussionists. He d- takes a producer role in this. He's kind of like the lead of the band. Of, he's the oldest member trying to, like, take care of everything business-wise and producing-wise. So he hits that. a trash can. So he hits a trash can to pour. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, yeah, so, I mean, so not fine. Whatever. It's cool. Not one of my favorite bands, but I have no problem with them. But Corey Taylor's doing this. I have a lot of personal demons with Slipknot. There's something, <laughs> <laughs> There's something happens with Corey Taylor, though. I'll see you in the fucking ring. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you challenging Corey Taylor? No, he, he's pretty He's pretty in shape. <laughs> Just recently, over the last couple of years. Yeah, like right now, nah, you'd probably be me. <laughs> <laughs> but Hans Zimmer, you old fucking sack of shit. <laughs> I'm ready to take you on. <laughs> you thought we forgot. <laughs> you thought we forgot about the challenge of Hans Zimmer, Dave Grohl. <laughs> who was the other one? We had another one recently. Yeah, we did. Who was it? Some other sack of shit. Fuck up. you, Joe Rogan. All right, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> we got famous, famous monsters of film land. It's coming back. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, I mean. I remember I bought you those uh, comics that Corey Taylor wrote for one of your, like a holiday or something. Yeah, yeah. You got, uh, I think you just surprised me with them. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, you're right. I comic. think I just found them. it was a comic based off of the Stone Sour album. <laughs> <The> Stone Sour <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. I just remember you mentioning them, not, and I was like, Sour. oh, I found them. Yeah, I'm not a Stone Sour fan either, but it's uh, it was funny because I think it was a I think it was a tie into one of their I wish albums. I did to cry. I do like that song. I love I do love that song. And I do love Through Glass. I like some a couple of those bigger songs. I'm generally not a fan of like their albums though. Looking through the glass, <laughs> my ass is passing gas. <laughs> <laughs> but let's talk about the elephant in the room. I saw Halloween ends. You have not watched Ooh, it yet. Nope. I haven't. I'm worried about it. And uh, it sounds like I was rightfully so. But uh, I might loudly eat chips while you're talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, so I learned my mistake. Fool me twice. <laughs> you know. Shame on you. <laughs> third time, though, I wasn't going to see this motherfucking thing in a goddamn theater. Because every time I saw a Halloween movie over the last two in a theater, somebody's been fucking talking during the whole goddamn thing. Over the whole goddamn thing. It happened one time infamously where me and you went to see the 2018 Halloween. Uh, I told two young ladies to shut the fuck up. (laughs) Yeah, I remember that. (laughs) Which I am not a confrontational person. Yeah, they would not shut the fuck up. And I was getting annoyed. Uh, you weren't even like, sitting next. I was next to him. <laughs> yeah. I leaned over. Bla- so we were pre-gaming, and then we went to the theater over drinking a bit. And then <clears throat> it's opening night for Halloween 2018. And you want to tell the story? You tell it better than I do. Yeah, so they're just sitting there, like, whispering loudly. Like, I don't know if they really thought they were being quiet or they thought it was the polite thing to do when you want to have a normal volume conversation (laughs) in the middle of a fucking movie theater is pretend that you're whispering 
Like they're just clasping their hands around their fucking mouths and just being like, oh, I think he's in the bathroom. I think he's in the closet. I, uh, he's like, uh, why would she go in there though? And it's like, dude, shut the fuck up. Like I, and I was thinking it and I heard you just sitting in next to me just, <sighs> just like building. And I was like, oh, here it, kettles whistling. Here it comes. <laughs> I just like that. You said you like leaned over me. And I was like, oh, here it comes. And you, you just tap on their arm. You're like, excuse me, can you both shut the fuck up? <laughs> and then they're like, oh, my God, like, I can't believe you. But it worked. Like, they, yeah, they were like, oh, so wrong. Why would he say that? And it's like, yeah, but you're whispering now. Like, it worked. Like, this is what we needed in the beginning. He wouldn't even you didn't have to say it if you just did that. Yeah, exactly. And then the second time I saw 2018, Halloween 2018, was with Chris. I said, fuck that. I'm just watching it on the fucking TV. <laughs> uh, me and Chris saw it again at the a few weeks later. And two people next to him were talking the whole time, but I couldn't hear it at that time. Uh, and then... Chris has a bad luck with the movies. He does. I, well, it's just horror movies. Like, as much as I want to see Smile in theaters right now... I, I know people are talking... I feel like it's one of those movies where people are going to be talking all the fucking way through it. There's some things like, oh, Pearl has, like, three people in it right now. I'm going to go see that because they're probably not going to talk. They want to see this movie. But there's, like, those bigger, like... They're promoted as jump-scary kind of films where people are just going to be talking the whole way through it. I know some people like that. Some people think that adds a level of... Uh, a layer to the film going experience you're wrong uh, but you could think that <laughs> which is fine uh, I don't agree I don't like I like hearing what's happening and all that stuff but I mean it's fun to like whisper a few jokes to you you know yeah right the shit bowl like, yeah, exactly. that was a great one <laughs> right <laughs> so but I, I'm just not a fan of it no I guess I was talking next to Chris the next time we saw how long until 18 and then when I once saw me and Jace once saw Halloween Kills opening day, it wasn't even that packed of a theater. It was like eleven o'clock on a Friday. Everybody's at work or school. There's this couple there that talked at the volume we're talking right now. The whole fucking movie, like two rows down from us, you could hear them the whole time. That shit's just so. So annoying. Halloween Ends came out. I'm just like, first of all, I'm not a fan of Halloween Kills. Let's get that out of the way. Yeah, I think we've mentioned this. We we talked about this on show. Yeah, we last year. We've talked about how much that movie is bad. And I think I defended it whenever it first came out. You but did. I, 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 I soured more on it over time. Yeah, I hated it right off the yeah. bat. Yeah, but I'm also a really depressed asshole who hates <laughs> a lot of things. So, <laughs> and also my opinion is leaving been my house. I had to watch the Halloween Resurrection. I don't know. I think I mean Halloween Resurrection at least have fun making fun of. It's so dumb. Oh yeah, like Halloween no. Kills legitimately annoys me. Yeah, it's just a it it's not good. <laughs> I it's, mean, it's it's loud and dumb, and it's it's just a mess of a film. And, and I don't franchise. get what the, the like. It's like I don't know. Like it felt like they're really focusing. Like, oh my god, they're hurting somebody with a mental disability, and it's like. I'm not getting it. Like, I'm not. Uh, is there like an attack on people with mental handicaps? I think what annoys me more is, and God bless her. I love Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh yeah, we love you, and Jamie. She, Come on the but, show. But she <laughs> promoting the shit off anything she does. I get it. 
And Halloween Kills, she said some pretty stupid shit while promoting stuff, I think, where she compared Halloween Kills to BLM. Yeah, that's pretty fucking stupid. Where she's like, yeah, see the kind of the connection there and all that? It's like, Ooh. And it even remind me of B- BLM or anything like that. It's just talking about like, the panic and like the hospital stuff. It remind, the, the smart thing to do, especially since she, since she was promoting this in October of 2021, was to say, hey, look at the similarities between our movie and January 6th. Yeah, that would have Because that's worked. what it felt like to me while I was watching. Like, this feels like the level of lunacy that was going on. During the insurrection. <laughs> and they're right? like, yeah, no, this is, like, get it, but police brutality? It's like, that has nothing to do with it. No, there's nothing. Jamie, to- please. <laughs> yeah, there's, I, there's not even, I mean, there are black characters actually in Halloween Kills, but um, they're, they're nothing characters, really. You know? Yeah, <laughs> no, they're like, let's brutally kill this couple. Best scene in the movie, also. Not, oh, not, yeah. Not that they died, the, the scene within which they die. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that yeah. part is the best at the park because it's over the top. But yeah, that's a that's a really uh, terrible comparison to make. Yeah. <laughs> so Halloween ends. I just decided after all that was to just I know say about going to the theater to see it. Then I was like, it was a Thursday. I'm like, I want to watch it before we did this episode because it'd be a nice launching point. Yeah. And then I was like, ah, oh, is it gonna be on Peacock on Friday? But no, they released it on Thursday night. So I was able to watch Halloween Ends at home, having a couple pumpkin beers. Ooh. Some pumpkin. I haven't had any pumpkin beers this year. Yeah, you have. I have? Did you have one at Halloween Horror Nights? No. No, I did. No, I did. A couple of Halloween Horror Nights. And I'm hoping they're going to have some pumpkin beer there at Hollow Scream. They do. Yeah. Yeah, they do. So. We're going to Hollow Scream. We're going to Hollow Scream next weekend for Blazer's birthday. Yeah, uh-huh. do some other stuff. You but. see, they, they have this thing. <laughs> I don't know why, but I kind of want it. Have you seen the lantern thing? No. So they have this skull lantern, uh-huh. right? And you pay, uh, you know, it's like 28 30 bucks, something like that. But it's kind of like the Harry Potter thing where it's like you buy a wand and interact. Oh, with really? Yeah. At Bush Gardens? Yeah. That's weird. And they have different scare zones set up. That you can use it, and it affects, like, what happens at the scare zone. Oh, that's interesting. I'm like, that. that's pretty cool. That's pretty sick, because Hellscream normally sucks. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, Hellscream is fun. It's cheaper than Halloween Horror. It's not nearly as good as HHN. No, it's but not as good, but... It's fun, just kind of like, me and Caroline, whenever we were together, we went there, and uh, when we were in Tampa for your birthday. Yeah, that's Three right. Three years ago, four years ago. Uh, it's the first Empire. time I went Scream. It went there, and it was... Uh, I was like, okay, well, this is way more raggedy and harder to navigate than Halloween Horror Nights. But it was kind of fun. It was still fun, though. It's still yeah, a good yeah, time. Yeah. And even though it's cheap, you're able to get through the lines way faster. That's the that. nice part. <laughs> yeah. I remember they did the Motel Hell thing. I was like, that's not bad. Like, it was yeah. a. Yeah. Hey, Minecraft. Minecraft is free! <laughs> I'm free and boat. <laughs> Great. <laughs> boat for what, Minecraft? Boat for what? <laughs> Little alerts on Blaze's computer. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so bring that back around, though, to, to Halloween ends. Uh, watching at home, have a couple of beers. It's better than Halloween Kills. I can say that. That's something. Uh, more I'm kind of sitting on it. I can say definitely it's better than Halloween Kills. It's probably better than the movie watched today. But it's such an odd film. Like, my biggest problem with the David Gordon Green Halloween films 
this trilogy is that they're so unfocused. Like the first movie felt very focused and they had a purpose and why they made it, even though I don't agree with every creative choice they made with it. And if you want to reference material, you can go back to near the beginning of our podcast, I think our second episode, we compared H2O to Halloween 2018. Yeah. Since they were both reboots of the series and compared and contrasted both of them. And so here are my problems with Halloween 2018 was. But... From what I understand, they got greenlit to do the second, third one after the success of the first one, and it feels like they really didn't know where to go with it. Yeah, because the first one was fine. The first one, I really like the first one. I think it's one of the better Halloween sequels. Yeah. Um, which isn't saying a lot, because most of the sequels for Halloween not are very good. <laughs> I mean, honestly, the best one is uh, the one that doesn't have Mike Myers in it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one of our favorites. Other than the original ones, my second favorite. Yeah. And people... It gets a lot of hate, but I think it works. It's I think Halloween 3 film. is one of the best. I think Michael Myers... You have Tom Atkins. I Mike, don't need Mike Myers. <laughs> a, a, a critic I really love, Drew McWeeny, he really hates all... We <laughs> <laughs> love his name. <laughs> Drew McWeeny. <laughs> who, who, Drew McWeeny, was a writer of Cigarette Burns. Really? Yeah. The, the John Carpenter Cigarette yep. Burns. Okay. Yep. He's a co-writer, him and his writing partner, Rebecca Swan. They wrote Cigarette Burns and the other uh, Pro-Life as well. I think. I think he wrote pro- Pro-Life also. <laughs> they collaborated John Carpenter a lot. Uh, but Drew McWeeny said... <laughs> he said, because he had a podcast called 80s All Over, and him and his co-host would review every movie that came out throughout the 80s. They got to 1985 until they stopped. Because it's hard to pay for movies double whenever one lives in California, one lives in Philadelphia. You'd double pay for every yeah, movie. Yeah, be... you're, you're reviewing every major rele- or every release in the '80s. It gets to be How? pretty expensive. <laughs> How do you do that? Yeah, and they, hey, they made it halfway and, through. And also, <clears throat> being able to find half that, yeah, show, I know. like especially the smaller ones. I know. So he they, like they they, like. Imagine if it was like, oh, we don't have Amazon Prime. It's like, hey, find Sledgehammer. It's like, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, like, really? Exactly. Like, yeah. Or Shutter. Or Shutter, yeah, because that probably wasn't around then, right? I mean, they had they had a Shutter Sledgehammer. No, I'm saying oh. that. I'm saying they didn't have Shutter when the podcast. Was oh no, going. but they wouldn't have been talking about Sledgehammer anyways because that was a direct video that that was shot on video. Oh, video. they only knew it was released in theaters. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, but there's still a lot of really obscure things that some of them are like, we never heard of this, so we're going to talk about it, whatever. But he talks about how Michael Myers isn't a, a character. He's like, the thing about Michael Myers that's interesting, and I have to agree, is that what makes Michael Myers scary is that there's no purpose to him. Like, why the movie, first movie works so well is because Michael Myers is the shape, right? And you really like dropping shit. I was trying to catch my phone. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, there's the Michael Myers is the shape, right? There's shape. The, more, the more that you give him humanity-wise or connection-wise, the less scary he becomes. But he really likes Halloween 3 because he's like, like most people say, if it wasn't called Halloween 3, it was called Season of the Witch, it probably would have played way better. Yeah. It's such a weird and interesting film that, uh, and, but people didn't take it because they didn't have Michael Myers, which is kind of bullshit. Well, yeah, because I mean, John Carpenter made it, so he died in the second one. Yeah, you see him do the, the second one. Yeah, and then he's like, "Okay, we'll do Halloween, but I'm doing new shit." Yeah. And it was awesome. And then he's like, "Okay, fuck it." And then somebody else is like, "Well, I'm gonna make a really shitty one." Like, yep, <laughs> exactly. So uh, Halloween ends brings us to like at least with those. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of focus 
but at least there was a track. Halloween 2 plays really well off of Halloween 1, I personally think. I love Halloween 2, I do. I do too. And I think it's a nice little continuation, even though I'm not a huge fan of like making them related or whatever, which we'll get to more as we talk about Halloween Resurrection. But Halloween ends, especially with this third film within this trilogy, just feels like... If this was just a standalone Halloween movie that was in somewhere in the middle of the franchise, I'd be like, well, that's an interesting thing. Because it's kind of like... Man, I don't know how much you can spoil. It's kind of like... The Friday the 13th Part 5 of Halloween. <laughs> okay. Um, that's a closest comparison I can kind of come up with. It's also way more like Christine than Halloween. In just a really odd way. Because Michael Myers is a car. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's this connection with another character. And I think this is pretty generally known at this point, not for anybody that cares, is that Michael Myers picks up a protege in the film. And it becomes more about that character than does Michael. Michael's in the film, but he's barely he's barely in the film as it kind of goes along. He's a little bit more to the end, but doesn't feel like there's any reason for him to be there. And it becomes more of this focus on this one character who's kind of turning into a serial killer. And it kind of reflects the relationship between our main character and Christine in the car. And kind of how he becomes corrupted over time. <laughs> okay. Uh, which is interesting. I do like it about it. I wasn't annoyed throughout the whole film like I was with Halloween Kills. There's one like middle section that has a lot of really fun kills. And it gets fun and stuff. Also, real weird twist. There aren't jock bullies in this. There are band kid bullies in this movie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it has kind of dark humor. Also... The this one of this time film, at band camp, I did your fucking mom. <laughs> the beginning of the film has probably the funniest intro. The funniest intro. Like, is it supposed to be? I think it had to be. Okay. It had to be. There's no way. It's supposed to be shocking, I think, but so... Like, just knowing that it was David Gordon Green and Danny McBride that co-wrote it. Yeah. The, like, it's too on-the-nose, like, darkly funny. And when you see it, it's just like, oh my god, I was laughing so hard. Like, it, it had to be on purpose. Intro to any horror film, it's great. Other than, like, maybe, like, Cabin in the Woods or something like that. You know, those great, like, tongue-in-cheek oh, horror yeah. beginnings, you know? God, Cabin in the Woods is such a good movie. <laughs> oh, I love that film. Yeah. But it's fine. I think I gave it, like, a two out of five. It's not great because it's still just like, ah, this isn't very good. But it is better than Halloween Kills. But it's kind of it's perplexing. It's such a weird... It just doesn't work as an ender to this franchise. I might watch it tonight. And, a, and as, a, as a period to like the Laurie Strode character storyline and Michael Myers and her. And I think it doesn't do justice to their connection. Also, also it's a problem I have with Halloween 2018 and Halloween Kills. is like the reason why this movie, the Halloween 2018, rebooted light rebooted to where it's just a direct sequel with the first one and not the second one is because they didn't want any connection between Laurie and Michael. But Michael is really going after Laurie all three films. Like, why Why does he give a shit? Why does he care? And this movie's another thing where, yeah, they have their final confrontation in the film, which you see in the trailer. Well, and it's weird because she's more obsessed about him than he is her. Like, that's also another weird thing. And this is really spoiler because... But he keeps ending up at her place. That's another like, spoiler because... I mean, this is a spoiler because it happens right at the beginning, but Lori, like, in 2018, she's crazy because she's been living with this for 40 years, and she's, like, this 
Sarah Connors type character. But this movie, which is four years after Halloween Kills, she's just take she's fine now. She's normal. Yeah. She's what? taking on this <laughs> grandma kind of like role with Andy Malchak's character, granddaughter in the movie. And yeah, she's just like she's not crazy and like driven by rage going after Michael and everything. And it doesn't feel like it's earned. It just feels like so for forty years, for forty years you held on to being just like Michael Myers killed three people one night. <laughs> like I'm insane. <laughs> then over the last two movies, he's killed like twenty people, let's yeah. say. And it's just like, well, he hasn't shown up in four years, so I'm fine now. It's <laughs> just like hey, it's been four years. You held on to anger for 40 years. And then after two movies... He one, triples his numbers in a night. After two, and you stopped caring. After two films. In one of which he kills your fucking daughter. <laughs> and another which he kills your son-in-law. You're just like, well, I'm just going to live a normal life now because he hasn't shown back up. <laughs> it's so fucking stupid. And people are complaining. Jamie Lee Curtis is like, isn't it funny the connections between this and the Holocaust? (laughs) (laughs) That's like, Jamie, no! I was listening to her interview with Mick Garris on his podcast on one of the new episodes of Postmortem and her time about, like, her really trying to sell it and I'd already watched the movie. I'm just like, I know what you're trying to do, Jamie, but uh, it's not working, honey. I'm sorry. (laughs) Honestly, I I, I think it would be fun if they redid a prom night. They already remade probably. Well, not remade it, but... Do a light reboot of it? Yeah, and make Jamie the killer. <laughs> <laughs> they did that light reboot of... They, well, well they hello, a, Mary Lou, or whatever. Well, they did that, but they did the full-on remake. Yeah. In uh, 2006. Yeah, it was horrible. Yeah, then I think oh, they did another horrible. remake after that. Maybe. I think it was just the 2006 yeah. one, because I remember that coming out and being like, oh, oh think, God, no. Yeah. Like, there's no way... Like the the fucking early 2000s and the aughts are just a fucking dark, dark place for horror movies. Well, I was kind of thinking of it. I was actually thinking myself why I love Freddy vs. Jason so much. Well, because it wasn't something that fucking horrible. It's like, hey, look, we got Paris Hilton playing in what used to be a Vincent Price movie. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, no. Well, why, why, <laughs> Nothing wrong with Paris. I like Paris. Yeah, she's like, fine, I guess. Um... What the thing with Freddy versus Jason is that was kind of the end. It was people hate that movie, but it's exactly as advertised, and it works as a Nightmare on Elm Street and a Friday Thirteenth film. But I think that it's one of those movies where it was the end of a generation. That was the end of the slasher run, like yeah. the big franchises slasher runs. That was the period to that whole <coughs> sentence that was going through the eighties to nine uh, through the nineties to two thousand three. Because what happened right after Freddy vs. Jason comes out, which is a fun, tongue-in-cheek, campy slasher film, is that we got the Platinum Dunes, Michael Bay-produced remakes of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Uh. Prom Night, Hills Have Eyes, Last House on the Left. (laughs) Dude, the fucking thing that me and Ryan used to have this joke about Hills Have Eyes, the remake. Because it's such a great, like, original movie. But then you have, like, that guy in the little remote wheelchair and then remake. And he's just like, it's breakfast time. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck is yep. this? 
Yep. Oh, it's terrible. Fuck you, Michael Bay. Yeah, that, that was what the 2010s were, right? We talked about this earlier today. It's between those terrible remakes and torture porn. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> like Saw and Hostel and all that fun stuff until we got to 2010, and then we got the haunting films. It was always that thing. But that's why I always like Freddy vs. Jason, because it connects into this generation we're talking about today between Freddy vs. Jason and Halloween Resurrection. This was kind of the last breath going into... <laughs> we were kind of shuddering as we were going into the 2000s. But Halloween ends as we transition to our main topic. Is it yeah, we need to because it's already been like an hour. <laughs> That's fine. We don't have one of our one of our things. I don't know how much we're going to say about Halloween Resurrection. Probably a lot. Probably a lot. <laughs> yeah, you're going to get some uh, good amount of time in here. Yeah. Um, Halloween is wow. Now thinking about it, is our la- is our next episode going to be our last Halloween one? Yeah, I guess so. Damn, that sucks. But to choose a special spooky movie for the season. Yeah, we need to. Um, but Halloween ends. Not very good. Interesting though. It's, I think it's an interesting film more than I liked it. And but there's some cool scenes I liked about it. It's better than Halloween Kills, not by a whole lot. But the trilogy overall, it's not as bad as that last Star Wars trilogy. But oh fuck no! <laughs> <laughs> no, I would take the Halloweens over that. <laughs> but it's still not great. So Halloween ends. Check it out. You probably will anyways. Don't check it out. I don't give a shit. Yeah, well, fuck you, trailer time. Fuck you, trailer time. <laughs> Tomorrow night, you will enter the childhood home of our most brutal mass murderer. The home has been rigged up with several cameras, but for the most part, the audience will see only what you see. Are you sure they're not just putting us in some house with hidden cameras in the shower? This is gonna be fun. The windows will be boarded up, and all the doors will be locked shut behind them. No one will be allowed to leave until the show is over. Let the danger tainment begin. You think this is the one that he used to, you know, do his thing? One flash and you could light up a thousand computer screens. You are like this close to getting voted off the island. Wait, what just happened? We just lost Bill's camera. There's somebody in the hall. Sooner or later. What took you so long? Take a treat, mother. So speaking about bad Halloween sequels. What about him? <laughs> Halloween Resurrection. Bad. Bad. Halloween Resurrection. Bad. It was the one that killed the franchise for about five years, four years. What's it called? Two thousand two to two thousand three. What was the one after two. that one? That was a Rob Zombie remake. No, that's right. <laughs> this killed this movie. Uh, 2002. This came out July 12, 2002. The trailer was connected to Jason X. Which was good. <laughs> I like Jason I X. I love Jason X. It's fucking ridiculous. Jason X knows exactly what it is. Oh, yeah. It's just fun. It knows what it is. It is complete schlock. Just like Freddy vs. Jason. A very uh, sad moment for Kane Hodder. It ended up... <laughs> Yeah. Oh, well. What are you doing? <laughs> looks so sad. Uh, play, when it plays a dog, it's like very, looks very bummed out right now. <laughs> Mina, it's okay. <laughs> but yes, Halloween <laughs> Resurrections. 
is is a resurrection, a resurrection. so mm-hmm. I can put an S at the end of it. This killed the franchise until Rob Zombie remade in 2007, which how he scored that, I don't even know how he scored the rights to doing Halloween. I'm still perplexed by it. Probably because they're like, good luck bringing this shit back. This is, this is the movie that after... After many kind of light reboots and retreadings, I mean, Halloween 3 didn't kill the franchise. Halloween 4, when they tried to light reboot it the first time, didn't kill it. 6 didn't kill the franchise. They were able to salvage it with H2O, which is one of the better Halloween sequels. Yeah. And now this is a direct sequel to Halloween H2O. Which is the one where Jamie Lee Curtis is doing that weird dance? Uh, was that, wasn't that H2O? Was it H2O? It had to be. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it had to be H2O. So, <laughs> Halloween Resurrections. It was supposed to go through... I Also, since it's an early 2000s film, it is a very early 2000s film. Because <laughs> it reflects all the technology and stuff. Oh, her... Uh, <laughs> and got it. Our lead uh, heroine's um, beautiful Palm Pilot. <laughs> yeah, there's Palm Pilots. There's a streaming... I don't know what it was called streaming at that time. No, it was like a reality internet chat they, room. They show. did ha- they did have internet, which was it was dial up. Yeah, which I don't get how they stream shit on that. Right, exactly. <laughs> internet reality show. Yeah. And this movie was originally supposed to be titled <laughs> michaelmyers.com. That's one of them. So Halloween michaelmyers.com. Uh-huh. Halloween Homecoming or Halloween H2K. <laughs> H2K? What? So it'd be Halloween H2000? But it's too similar to Halloween H2O. It's Halloween H20. I have no idea what the... No, that would be stupid. H2K? <laughs> this movie was directed by Rick Rosenthal, who directed Halloween 2, actually. Yeah, which was good. What did you do, Rick? <laughs> what uh, happened in those years? It doesn't have the John Carpenter's involvement like it, Halloween 2 did, though. Yeah, that's the pretty only, obvious. The only credit he gets is for coming up with the theme and characters by him and Deborah Hill. He said after the movie came out that he thought the movie was a joke. <laughs> oh, no, no. He said that the movie made him cringe. Mm-hmm. Jamie Lee Curtis said that she thought the movie was a joke. Also, she did not want to come and do this movie. After H2O, she's like, okay, I think that was a good little capper. I think that was a good way to end the series. They're like, no, you're coming back. And she's like, I will only come back if you kill off Lori to where she does have to come back and do respectfully. And they do it, as we'll talk about, pretty disrespectfully. And then the producers and rights owner to the Halloween name said, oh, Jamie Lee just came back because she loved the script so much. She was so happy to be part of it. To which she came later on and said, that was bullshit. <laughs> I hated doing this movie. Yeah, it's a really stupid movie. So Yes. Buster Rhymes, though. Buster he Rhymes was happy. In it. This one thing about this movie is that this is the early 2000 cast for any movie. There's so many of, oh, that guy or that girl type actors and actresses in the film. <laughs> Yeah, you'd be like, yeah, it's kind of like when you see the girl from, uh, God, what what else was she in from the one in I Know What You Did Last Summer? A Buffy. Uh, fucking Buffy. Yeah, Sarah Michelle Gellar? Yeah. Yeah. What about her? 
No, I'm just saying it's kind of like that where you're like, oh, I know her. Yeah, but she's but she's way better because she was on a really popular TV show for a long time. A lot yeah. of these people are ones that were in pretty popular movies for the time. <laughs> Not so good now. <laughs> they were in a bunch of boner comedies. Yeah, and stuff, and also stars Busta Rhymes and Tyra Banks. Hui. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the movie starts with Laurie Strode is in a mental institution after chopping up a random person's head in H2O after H2O so the end of Halloween 20 Halloween 20 years later which we talked about in an earlier episode it finally comes down to the final showdown between Laurie Strode and Michael Myers and at the end she stills an ambulance which his body is in the back of because she knows that he's not dead he'll just get back up uh-huh. and she drives it out in the middle of nowhere and he awakens and the ambulance flips and he gets pinned to a tree between a tree and the ambulance and she comes out with the axe that she had with her or did she I think we talked about the episode like where the fuck she get that axe she didn't have that when she jumped in the ambulance but he goes and he's reaching out to her and she takes the axe and she cuts his fucking head off and you're like, there it goes, we're done. Halloween's done, Michael is killed. Why did he attack her in the van? Because they're related. No. Yeah, no, that, it wasn't him though. Well, yeah, you mean now. Yeah. With the new continuity, yes, yes. Within, within the, okay, within the reasoning of H2O, it is Michael Myers and that's why he attacks her and all that, right? But <laughs> that got retconned because in Resurrection we find out that whenever the ambulance flipped, Michael at some point before he got in the ambulance, when the, uh, yeah, when he, the paramedics first showed up at the last scene of H2O, mm-hmm. is that he switched clothes with a paramedic and crushed his larynx. Yep. And so he couldn't he talk. Ra- and he ran off. He ran off into the woods, <laughs> dressed like a paramedic. And that the person that Lori kills is actually an innocent man. Even though he wakes up and attacks her in the ambulance. Yes. Which, why would an innocent man wake up and attack her? He'd just be like, hey, that's Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. <laughs> well, he can't talk. He's probably disheveled. And she probably thought he was attacking her, maybe. And she's like, oh, I can't. I gotta rewatch each show to see what exactly he does. I know he puts hands on her. No, he and tries to strangle her. He tries to strangle her. That's why it flips. Yeah. So, yeah, like, uh, yeah, that's true. So since then, Jamie Lee Curtis, I was Jamie, Jamie Lee Curtis, Lori is in a mental health facility. They're like, she keeps calling herself Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. <laughs> Breaks the fourth wall multiple times. Um, <clears throat> until Michael shows up. <coughs> Excuse me. Easily breaking into what it's supposed to be a... Uh, looks like a pretty locked-down mental facility where you can just walk right in. Or the patients who are obsessed with serial killers can just walk right out. <laughs> <laughs> Which happens. There is one patient that is crazy uh, about serial killers. Like, that's what his obsession is. He's just, he's crazy about him. And he's just walked around spouting facts about John Wayne Gacy. And well, and it's funny because he starts bringing up, like, Ted Bundy and John Wayne Gacy. 
And then he's like, oh, Michael Myers. And it's like three. <laughs> three people on Halloween. Like, those are rookie numbers, bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> pretty much. Like, so, I don't want your stupid night. <laughs> <laughs> you know, thanks. Yes, and it devolves into Michael and Lori duking it out. Turns out that she's been playing... She's been playing... A catatonic this whole time. She's actually been trying to lure him in. I knew you would come back. And they get in a fight on the roof. And he gets he gets hung upside down by a rope over that the ledge. She's just, that she's planned for for years and years and years. I guess. And she goes and he's kind of freaking out slapping his mask. She's like, better go right next to him and take it off. Yeah, I gotta check it out. Oh no, he pulled you. Not before though. Not before he has the no. I'm your little brother connection. And he's like, just gets the ringing in his head, and all of a sudden she sees that he's reaching out to her, and she's like, well, this is a good place to trust him. Yeah, absolutely. This guy that's tried to kill you multiple times. And then he pulls her down, stabs her, and drops her off the building. The end. There goes Jamie Lee Curtis. Yep. Laurie Strode's gone. Thanks for stopping by. See you later. At least Halloween Ends has a better send-off to the Laurie Strode character than Resurrections, I will say that. She dies in it? I'm not going to spoil it. Well, it sounds like you did. I Did I? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't watch it. I, I didn't say either way. I'm gonna watch it, and if that happens, I'm just saying I'm as a general. Know. I'm just saying as a general. Saying, oh, if 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 she dies, then you can call me a piece of shit. Okay. Or not. You piece of shit. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? It has a better send off to the character. How they wrap up the character in both is more tasteful, but doesn't quite work in Halloween Ends, but works way better than Resurrection. Yeah. So that's what I'll say. I'll say if she lives or dies in Halloween Ends. Okay. But, uh, yes, and this one is a bad send-off. Yeah. And she didn't want to do it anyways. And she wasn't happy when she did see what happened. So, now Michael is free again. I don't know what he's been doing. Yeah, and, and he's, now he's just like, well, now that that's out of the way. Like, yeah. Maybe much. I can go live a normal life. Like, yeah. That is not what happens. Um, so, now he goes... And is apparently staying beneath the sewers of his old house. Yep. Which... Well, why are the sewers connected into the Myers house, house like, like that? <laughs> maybe the fumes is what, what's causing all these troubles. Maybe. And also retconning the fact that there was nothing really wrong with his family. Now you find out... Uh, well, we, we should start with this. We'll move to the next scene. So now we're out of college. Mm-hmm. Where uh, a young girl is riding her moped on the fucking sidewalk like a crazy person. Yes. Although <laughs> it's like go on the street. Why are you driving? Yeah. This why are you down driving the walkway? <laughs> like you're at a college campus and riding your moped on the sidewalk. People walk here. <laughs> and then her friend, uh, she was driving the moped so slowly. <laughs> Her friend is able to catch up, no problem. <laughs> Just walk right up. Walks and her main right character's up. name is Sarah. And Michelle Geller. <laughs> and her name is played by Bianca uh, Kajlik. 
Bianca Kajlik plays Sarah, and her best friend's played by Katie Sackhoff, who plays a character named Jen Danzig. <laughs> her name, I shit you not, is Jen Danzig. They never say her last name in the movie, though. They don't, but the credits it has it. Because I would have called that shit out immediately. <laughs> How does it make you feel? Bad. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> don't you don't you touch my innocent Glenn. <laughs> They're like, oh, well, she had a character. I mean, not care, Jesus Christ. He wrote a song called Halloween and Halloween 2 at one point that had nothing to do with the movies, but well, why not? Yeah. <laughs> Yep, so they're buddies, and they're like, hey, we're still doing that thing tonight? And they're like, well, guess what? We got accepted. <laughs> and she's like, no way. And it's like, you didn't say what you were accepted into. Like, you're already out of college. Did you get accepted into a different college? And yeah. it's like, no, we all have to do this. And then they go see their friend, who's a chef somewhere at the, <laughs> at the college. I at guess? the college, I guess, because it seems like they just walked up there. Played by Sean Patrick Thomas, who's the um, he's another one of those guys. It's like, yeah. oh, like I think I think they even make fun of it in not another teen movie that around this time he was the token black character. Mm. To where there's a literal part in joke and not another team movie where there is a black character in that spoof film that say hey I'm the you know I'm the black character in these things and then he actually runs into uh, into Sean Patrick Thomas in the film and he's like oh yeah I, I get what you're doing <laughs> <laughs> but yes he's their chef friend in the kitchen um, at college or maybe uh, a maybe shelter yeah, somewhere like it's a big <laughs> warehouse looking restaurant like <laughs> He's just in a, a, a sweatshop of chefs, like... <laughs> the Michael Myers runs. And... But Michael so Myers has a big fake mustache <laughs> on his mask. It's like, oh, I hate that Mr. Moyers is... Uh, <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mitchell Moyers is such an <laughs> asshole of a boss. He's too good to even talk to us. <laughs> he just gives us hand signals the entire time. <laughs> Thinks he's some sort of silent Gordon Ramsay. He just kind of cocks his head at us, and then we know he fucked up. <laughs> yeah, then he's, he cut one of my fingers off. <laughs> I don't think that's legal. <laughs> I kind of deserved it. I did mix up the dressings with the salads. <laughs> As we were saying. <laughs> uh, so you find out that they have, for some reason unexplained for the entire movie have signed up to be in a live streaming which that is some rare shit uh, <laughs> at that those years to have streaming anything because as we had discussed during the movie us as young boys trying to use the internet it was about well we're gonna have to wait 25 minutes and maybe we'll see a nipple and for some reason though the, this rich kid's house has really good internet. <laughs> yeah. Um, which we'll get to. Why? Which we'll get there. to. Yeah. yeah so they're uh, streaming it, and uh, again, they don't really mention anything about what was their motivation to do this and why they all decided to do it together, and are they actually all really friends? Like anything? <laughs> anything at all? Yeah. Um. And then they go to 
a uh, conference room somewhere else <laughs> where Buster Rhymes is talking about his new TV show at Dangertainment. <laughs> Dangertainment. Um, they go through a list of the the uh, what I shall call cannon fodder <laughs> in little short film. Uh, interviewing them each. Uh, and then they get to Sarah, who a light falls behind her and explodes. <laughs> and she screams so loud it breaks the glass on the shelf. And they go, yeah, that's what we need. That's what I'm talking about. That's like, what the fuck? Like... This isn't the Goofy movie piece of shit. Like, which, what is? Which, 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 Bianca Kaljic wasn't able. She had an inability to scream, so they dubbed all of her screams in the movie. That is a behind-the-scenes fact. How do you not? How are you not able to scream? You're an actress. Like, if you could talk, like, just do it louder. And and like. The way you go, aww, when a doctor says it, do that, but at the top of your lungs. like Just do that, but louder. Like, I don't know. Like, what would, like, it would she like, okay, well, I guess I'll try. Oh, it's like, oh, God, dumper. It just reminds me of the beginning of one of, one of my all-time favorite movies, and that's Blowout. That is a great movie. There, there's a part with a uh, bad scream that they have to dub over, which is, um, it just reminded me of this movie a lot. But yes, they we, we get introduced to all of them. This is, this is our, our characters are going into the house. And during this time also, Sarah has been chat room, chat rooming it up. <laughs> So yeah, with uh, with the character named Deckard. Well, that's his screen. That's name, his screen name, which is a Blade Runner reference. And he's like, what appears to be a high schooler, like, I guess. And he fakes that he's a catfish before the term catfish <laughs> is around, and nobody calls him out for it. In fact, they're like, dude, you gotta stop. You know, this fake girlfriend of yours. And, it, you know, it's more like, dude, you got to stop lying to people. Like, you yeah. need to stop lying about who you are. Yeah, exactly. Like, this should be a moral lesson in this movie. Yeah, the, the don't be a jackard. The only moral lesson I'm getting from is that Buster Rhymes karate kicks Michael Myers at some point. Yes, he does. <laughs> I guess that's what I'm supposed to take away from it. But no, he's a lot of catfish, Sarah. And you, we, nobody calls him out on it. At all. Nope, they're like, that's normal. It's the early 2000s. And his best friend is basically another character right out of a boner comedy. <laughs> yeah, who really doesn't give a fuck about anything at all. Like, he's just like, hey, we should go to this party. And that's it. Like, <laughs> that's his that's... whole point in the movie is to make him go to this party. Right. And then he goes to the party <laughs> and he fucking, like, breaks into her dad's office. But first, before that, what do they go to the party dressed they as? They go as they're two white dudes, and they go as the <laughs> fucking Pulp Fiction. They go as they go as Vince and Jules from Pulp uh, Fiction, but they're both white. It it hurts how two thousand it 
this movie is. <laughs> like, like, I think even at that time, you probably would have been like, I don't know about that, man. <laughs> like, I don't know about that. Um, like, at first, I saw him, and I'm like, what are they doing? The Matrix? <laughs> And then he came out with the afro. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Complete with afro pick. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> that may have had a fist at the end of it. I don't know. Which I have is, no idea. Makes it even worse in a way. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> so as he breaks in <laughs> to this girl's dad's office and just logs right onto his computer, no problems, which his computer... Is also attached to a giant screen TV, which you don't have HDMI cables back then, so I'm not sure how you would have pulled that off. <laughs> like, yeah, you have the shitty fucking computer monitor at that point. Yeah, you would have had that, or you had some weird AV box that was super expensive to connect the AV cables, but we're getting too far into that. Uh, <laughs> Are we? Are we? You know, you're right. <laughs> Maybe not enough. Continue on. So these <laughs> connector boxes would run at least $95 at the time. <laughs> no. Which for that time was like, oh no, $3,000 $3 billion. Uh, yeah, so he logs on and just starts watching the live stream after he's told by his fake internet girlfriend that he's been catfishing this whole time. <laughs> Uh, that she's going to be on the show. And as he's doing that, uh, a couple busts into the room and are starting to about to have sex right next to him. And then they're like, ah, somebody's in here. And he's like, yeah, sorry. I'm watching. The, the, they're having a live stream at the Michael Myers house. Want to watch? And they're both like, Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. Like, literally, that's what they say is, yeah, okay. <laughs> well, one of them does. I think the guy's like, no. And she's like, yeah. He's like, all right. Yeah. And, yeah. She's only like, turned on for like. Yeah, 10 for like seconds. five minutes. And then she's like, I forgot that was on the night. Like, <laughs> Dangertainment? Love it. Hell yeah. <laughs> Freddie from Dangertainment's on? Gotta check that out. Biggest name of the reality internet shows nowadays, Dangertainment. Dangertainment. <laughs> We're renaming the podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, so now we go back to, you know, fuck. <laughs> I, like, do we even need to mention Freddy's watching fucking karate movies at night in the fucking hotel room. Sarah shows up at the door and he's like, who the fuck interrupted my kung fu movies? It's almost a direct and line from Black Dynamite. Yeah, it's pretty much a direct Black Dynamite line. He opens the door and she's like, hey, I think I'm gonna back out. He's like, nah, don't do that. And she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and it's like, alright. And he's like, oh, I forgot my kung fu movie was on. Gotta go finish that. And then we zip back to fucking them going into the house and they're putting all these. Wait! <laughs> Fuck! I forgot another whole. Story. So here we are <laughs> in, in the garage with Tyra Banks. 
Tyra Banks is directing uh, a camera crew man <laughs> named Charlie to set up cameras as they, uh, do. As they would. As they do. Uh, she is so busy making an espresso <laughs> that she does not notice that the cameraman is brutally murdered with a tripod that he was just setting up, which is on film literally right next to her but the espresso was very important Tyra Banks everybody she acts in this movie like she probably does in real life (laughs) what's her name fucking I don't know what is her name let me see her her character's name. Something stupid, but she's like dancing off keel with music that's playing consistently. Her name is Nora. Nora the Bora. Yeah, she's just a nobody character. Nora the Explorer. Michael Myers. Yeah, Michael Myers kills the guy with the tripod. But the best part is like they already They never even check in. Like they're just like he sets up one fucking camera. And then they don't ever go. Huh. He never set anything else up. Like, did you literally just set up one camera? Yeah, but that's the thing, is that all the other cameras are set up throughout the house. Yeah. It, they don't mention, like, how those get set up. Yeah, no, because he died while setting up the first the fucking camera. With the first Unless camera. Mike was like, you know, I am going to kill everyone. Right. But I like the idea. <laughs> I'm a fan. This this could be something. The like, thing is, they already they already laid down the fact also that each the real world each, starring Jason Voorhees, Cropsy, <laughs> Michael Myers, it's just and that. Michael Myers the comedian. <laughs> I would watch that. I would watch that too. Uh, um, they already stated, or they've already shown that they don't give a shit about this movie. <laughs> oh yeah, I know that. <laughs> That each of the characters have a personal cam that's connected behind their ear. Yep. And so they do a lot of first-person type of stuff that doesn't really work at all. Like, where the camera is in relation to the perspective with their body. Yeah. And the first time we see this, it's not even with one of the cameras on your head. It's whenever Michael kills the guy, he picks up the camera. And besides a tripod in his hand, but the camera is like... Still showing him dragging the body. Body and all the (laughs) angles. So stupid. Ugh. See, Michael I, Camp. folks, I voted for Jacko, but Rocky insisted we do Halloween I'm Resurrection. I'm not sorry about this. <laughs> I'm not sorry about this. We're uh, so they show up to the house. Yeah, <laughs> and and nope. Sarah, Sarah looks at the window, and Michael's just sitting there. <laughs> He's like literally looking through the window. She's like, oh, and they're like, stop being such a scaredy cat. He's looking at the window like they were not coming to my house. Hey, you better not. Hey, stay out. Stay out. Hey, I see you. We should go into the house. And then they figure out, or we see, rather, that Michael's outside the house. Yeah, how that worked out, I don't know. Also, the house in this movie, I feel like in their mind they thought was way bigger. But the geography of the house is very small. Yeah, no, it makes no sense. It's like a hallway, a staircase, a few rooms at the top. They're all very close to each other, 
and like a living room kitchen, they're kind of split off to the side. It'd be very easy to hear whenever anybody's getting attacked. Yep. When everybody's screaming. If you lost somebody, you'd probably be able to find them within like... Uh, Ten minutes. Yeah, if that. Tops. Like, I mean, that's if you're walking snail's pace. Yeah. Like, it's a a two-story house with like four rooms. Yeah. You'd be able to find anybody very fast unless they're legitimately trying to hide from you. Well, I guess if we're not thinking about the uh, random set of catacombs under the house. So this movie is, uh, <laughs> as they're looking around, they find a baby chair that has chains on all that, which the first who make fun of it were like, oh, yeah, Michael Myers, who originally established, probably just came from a normal family. He's just crazy to where, oh, he was actually abused as a child. But then in hindsight, we find out that Freddy and Nora have, planted a lot of stuff within yeah. the house so I'm pretty sure that was just something they planted along with some chains that are down the basement and a fake wall minus the giant key that's a crucifix that opens the bottom Don't. where do you get a locksmith to make that the crucifix key that opens up a manhole that goes down to some catacombs which is actually just a sewer system below the house which would automatically be a health code violation that they would never build that House on top of yeah. like that anyways, but it's there. And Michael sleeps down there and eats rats. Yep. <laughs> Makes a whole lot of sense. And the whole time we have these characters like, let's split up, which would honestly take like 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Like, We're gonna split up and search this house like Scooby Doo. But they're they're all searching it on their own and not running into each other somehow. And only one couple tries to have sex. Yep, yep. And this movie is also oddly misogynistic. Odd. It's oddly. I mean, no, just, it's not it's just oddly. It's just misogynistic, though. It's straight misogynistic. And that's coming from people who like giallos. So. <laughs> and that's coming, that's coming from a cult misogynist. <laughs> no, God, I'm no. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> this movie definitely has a very male gazy feel to it and how it kind of treats sexuality and their female characters and again they're all bodies. shooting way below their levels so. yeah but we said during the <laughs> the tip of this movie what should have happened is that all the characters should all have penises yeah <laughs> everybody have penises the female characters like all of them hey lady just, pull out your cock <laughs> and never even bringing never even bringing attention to the fact that Everybody has a dick. They just do. <laughs> it's just how the world works. <laughs> it's just like, oh man, I can't wait to pull your dick out. <laughs> I can't believe Michael Myers' mother would have let him slide out of her penis. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a disgrace it was to this world. What if he crawled out of his mother's urethra? <laughs> and that's how I would have handled it. <laughs> Where it's like, you know what, they all... Your, his father should have swallowed his mother's gunshot. <laughs> also, the men have the baby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's seahorse rules. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the universe I want to live in that, that Halloween Resurrections exists in. <laughs> but, sadly we don't. And all the women are like mistreated not not exact I, I guess mistreated is the right word for it but they're definitely objectified in a way that 
is very forward of objectifying him, and I don't know if it's the best thing, but, uh, you know. It was of the time, shouldn't have been. Yeah. <laughs> and so the guys are objectifying the girls that are in the room, or in the house, rather, and each turn, except for the one couple, which are very horny for each other, they're not a couple, but they're, they're just horny for each other anyways. Yeah. And they find a wall that breaks through a bunch of skeletons fall out. They end up being fake. They that that Freddy bought from a spirit of Halloween somewhere and left the tags on which Before spirit like, Halloween was around. <laughs> no, spirit Halloween's probably a thing in the early two thousands. You right? think so? Yeah. Think when so. did it start? Uh, I'm looking. You you keep talking so <laughs> about this garbage. It was your choice. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> but behind that wall is a other wall that's already broken in, and that's the room that Michael Myers eats rats in. But for some reason, they, they were able to build that and not notice there was a wall that was open that his bed is in and that he's been living in. I don't know. Anyways, both those people get killed. One guy gets his. Just one guy gets his face smashed. His head get crushed or that different guy? That's well, the second guy. Yeah. The other guy is killed and put on the attic stairs for some reason. They yeah, there's one, there's one guy that was trying to get one of the female characters stripped for the camera. Michael literally bloody marries him and busts through a fucking mirror. With his head. <laughs> yeah, and kills him. And then, yeah, just hangs him from my attic. I don't know why. It's yeah, just, it doesn't make a lot of sense. It's a lot of work to get his body to stay like that. I don't know. And the other guy that's there, the couple that's trying to shack, she gets chased into the sewer area that's in the basement of the Myers house, and she gets impelled on a gate, and the other guy gets his head fucking crushed. Yep. Yes. <laughs> uh, you also forgot to mention that Buster Rhymes is also in the house. Well, we didn't quite get there. I guess we're at that point now where, yeah. oh my god, Michael Myers is talking around the house, but behind that Michael Myers is another Michael Myers. And our foreground, Michael Myers, turns around and it's like, Hey, motherfucker, I'm Michael Myers, because it's actually Buster Rhymes or Freddy dressed like Michael Myers. And he's just telling Michael off where he's like, Hey, I'm Michael. Why the fuck are you dressed like Michael thinking it's the cameraman? And he just tells Michael off enough to where Michael just goes, All right, and walks <laughs> off. He's like, Well, it is Buster Rhymes. <laughs> And he's busting my ass right now. I, don't know I better go get these cameras set up. <laughs> when, when did it open? Oh, you were right. 1983. Yeah. Yeah, it's been yeah. around a while. Yep. Spirit of Halloween, everybody. Can't <laughs> wait for the movie. Just kidding. <laughs> I can wait. So after Michael gets uh, uh, an earful from Buster Rhymes. Yeah. <laughs> after Buster Rhymes gives him a real talking to. Everybody beats up Buster Rhymes because <laughs> he tries to attack one of our characters. Not really attack. Okay, and the, the fact they're live, live streaming it and he attacks them when there's a bunch of other people around. It's like if you did it when they were like by themselves, you could have gotten away with that. Yeah. But instead, you get beat up and they're like, hey, it's you. And he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then he karate fights all of them now. No, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> you will, though. <laughs> but he hasn't turned off the cameras. like, hey, it's me. It's Freddy. But we need to get through this. And there'll be a big payday for all of us. And I think Except by that, those two people who I found dead. <laughs> yeah. And by that, he meant he's going to pay them in paydays. 
the candy bar. <laughs> Babies. But they didn't know that at the time. But Sarah, I have a hundred grand for you. <laughs> <laughs> Just like too many puns. <laughs> Please. Please stop. Too much shtick. <laughs> and so he wanders off, I think. I don't know. And Katie Sackoff appears at the top of the stairs and she gets decapitated by a butcher knife, which is, from what I understand, behind the scenes, the first decapitation that's been in any of the Halloween films. Really? Yep. That's a terrible way to start it. <laughs> and her head falls down the staircase and they're all like, oh my god! And they all run off. Yeah, and, uh, you know, for this being Sarah's best friend in the movie, she really didn't seem to give a shit. She's, she does. She gives zero fucks about She's like, oh fuck, I better get out of here. <laughs> it's like, wait, you, your best friend just died in front of you. And you're like, hey. <laughs> I gotta go, though. <laughs> Yeah, she was like, you know what? They can suck my dick. My literal dick. <laughs> my literal penis that we all have. Yeah, like, all, that everybody has in this universe. <laughs> he was in there. He was trying to get her to take her top off. And she says, oh, I'll take my bottom off. And pulls out a huge... She pulls her bra off and there's two dicks on her chest. <laughs> 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 like, what a wild world this is. <laughs> they really made an alternate reality for Halloween when they rebooted it. <laughs> We're all scared of Mike Myers because he's a, he's the only person we know of that has a vagina. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So it was a drug sequel, Halloween 2, but it's also an alternate reality where just everybody has dicks <laughs> between their legs and on their chest. <laughs> okay, we gotta finish this movie. <laughs> Yes. We're so close, kind of. Because most of it we could skip over. Um, Sean, Sean Patrick Thomas gets killed. Yeah, he he gets stabbed into the wall after trying to fight him and he gets it's a reflection, it's uh kind of a reflection to how Bob got killed in the original Halloween where he gets pinned to a wall with a knife, but this time it's three knives. Yep. There you go. He's uh, dead. And they're all running around the house. It's very silly. It's very silly. Sarah's getting chased around the house. Yeah. And during this time, she gets to one of the cameras that were magically set up by somebody. Not the cameraman, because he got killed, but somebody set it up. And she goes, Deckard, if you're watching. Please help me. And... We go to space age technology that was Palm Pilots yeah. of them sending very small messages over a long period of time because <laughs> it took forever to fucking type with them. And uh, he's now that they're watching the show, he's trying to guide her of what to do. And everyone at the party is now invested in watching the show instead of, you know, enjoying a party. So it must have been a terrible party. Must have been a boring a fucking party. party. Like, why aren't you? Guys, like, especially if they're young kids or high school, like fresh out of high school or something. You yeah. Much alcohol in a nice house. Like, why aren't you having fun? You're watching stupid fucking reality internet show and dial up connection. Yeah, like, this doesn't look fun at all. And then Decker's like, no, it's real. People are actually talking. Yeah. And everyone's like, you're stupid and gullible. And then she's like, Decker, help me. He's like, wait a minute. You're Decker. Oh, God, it is real. <laughs> and now everyone's not happy. Yeah. <laughs> 
But they're still watching. <laughs> they're, they're very concerned at this point. Which Freddy comes back and he saves Sarah's life and he kung fu kicks fucking Michael and he's doing all his karate moves and kung fu moves on where the fuck. And Michael's getting his ass handed to him. Michael stabs him really quick. And he's like, ah, fuck. My yeah. only weakness getting stabbed. <laughs> falls down. And then Sarah's like, fuck. She kind of just runs off again. Onto a roof. Yeah, goes onto a roof, gets her legs cut. Still runs around fine. Run, run. <laughs> no problem. Not even a limp. No, it's, all right. it's good. Um, and then he gets, Michael gets caught up in a wire. Well, hold on. <laughs> hold on. First we see uh, the lovely Tyra Banks uh, being hung from the garage with a whole pool of blood from which seems like a lot of blood for a hanging. Yeah. But uh Well she she had a knife in her own. It's kinda like um kinda like uh head of the family. Where she drowns people but just giant amounts of blood come up when she's just holding people's heads in her water. Um That was the head of the family. What was that? That was uh hard rock zombies. That was Hard Rock Zombies. You're right, you're right, you're right. I'm sorry. It was Hard Rock Zombies. But Head of the Family is good. No, Head of the Family is better than Hard Rock Zombies. Oh, yeah, by a lot. Now I have that fucking song stuck in my head. (laughs) Tyra Banks is hanging. Yes, hanging from the... Yeah, bleeding everywhere from being hung. (laughs) You know just like everybody, works. just like everybody else's movie, who's all hung. Everybody's hung. Everybody's hung. Everybody's hung. And uh, they don't. Everybody in this universe doesn't just have dicks. They have huge dicks. They have giant hogs. <laughs> uh, he's like, hey baby, let me see that bow. <laughs> I'll show you. Mine. Show me yours. But everybody's dick looks identical. <laughs> it's uh, the same length. <laughs> Dude, and that girl's dick. out of your league. Her dick's way bigger than yours. <laughs> Damn, <up>. man. <laughs> Shelly, the cheerleader, has the biggest dick on campus. Uh, no, I hope after prom I get to suck it. <laughs> I can't wait for her to brail me. <laughs> All right. I'm not too hello, poo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, where were we? Um, Tyra Banks, yes. Um, Mike Myers comes in. Uh, she is now in the garage, and we have discovered that our main character has no idea how to open a garage door. Uh, <laughs> uh, also, by the way, I forgot to mention, Michael Myers doesn't open doors either. He just runs through walls. He just runs through them. He, he just walks them. right through them. He literally walks right through a door at the beginning of the film and through a wall in a different part of the film. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so... Here we are in the garage. Everything's going bad. Uh, she sets fire somehow to something. Is this where he gets dangled above? We skipped that part. He gets he gets tied up on a wire. That's what oh yeah, up. no, yeah. That's what I was trying to bring up. You're like, well, not yet. <laughs> but yeah. No, okay. Well, you're on the roof. He gets tangled up in a wire and he gets flipped upside down. Second time in the movie this has happened. No, he wasn't upside down. He was being hung. Oh yeah, he gets hung. How does that happen though? Uh, because Buster Rhymes is fighting him, 
and she ties a phone or a camera oh, yeah. around him, which wouldn't hold somebody's body weight at all. No. <laughs> and it hangs him. But then they go, they're like, thank gosh, we got out of there fine. And then Buster Rhymes and her are like, we got to go home now, I guess. But <laughs> let's like sit here a while and kind of think on it. And they're like, yeah, that's a good idea. You and me will sit here and think on it. And then they're, you know, they're the lovely ringtone of a Palm Pilot goes off. And uh, she flips it up. And uh, there's a message saying he's still alive. They look outside the window. The wire's been cut. Um, he goes, ah. Prefers body weight. Yeah. He goes, ah, shit. And then they're like, where could he have gone? And he's literally right there. <laughs> and then he stabs Buster Rhymes. Was it was it before that? Whenever Buster first knocks him down, he's like, "Happy Halloween, no. motherfucker." No, was that that's later the on? second one. Damn it! <laughs> no, that's when he electrocutes him. Oh, okay. Yeah, he uh, <laughs> he says Buster Rhymes like, "Ah, oh, I don't know, Freddy. Freddy got stabbed. Freddy, Freddy got stabbed. The sequel, Freddy got fingered. <laughs> right around the same time." And she's like, oh, no, now I have to keep on running like I've been doing for <laughs> the last 20 minutes yep. in, this, in this ridiculously small house. <laughs> I had to run away from him. Forever. She's like, I'm just going to walk after you and find you. You're going right in the garage yeah. forever. <laughs> it's like, no, she's getting in the garage. There's so many doors out here. Oh, I guess she doesn't know how to use them. <laughs> and she doesn't. No, she doesn't. She falls down. The garage is on fire. Tyra Banks is dead. <laughs> <laughs> The way, you know, the way... Regular weekend. <laughs> Regular weekend. The way all things should be normally. Um, so she's standing there, and she trips and falls into the blood, and it's going bad, and Mike's about to kill her. And then, <laughs> Savior Buster Rhymes is back from the dead, and he starts karate chopping the shit out of him for a while. And then Mike throws him into a garage door, and then somehow this microphone cable is extremely electrified. Don't, don't really get an explanation for that, but uh, I have two XLR cables I'm using currently, and I have never been electrocuted by either of them. It's just like the scene from Almost Famous, where Jason Lee gets shocked by that microphone. Yeah, that's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, so uh, <laughs> then he goes, trick or treat, motherfucker, and puts the, the microphone cable in the blood, which in real life would do literally nothing. But for some reason, this microphone cable was really electric. <laughs> and uh, Very potent. Very potent electricity. <laughs> Myers is down. They go outside. Uh, De I don't know the fucking real character's name, but Decker and all his loser friends <laughs> who have been watching this during a Halloween party all start cheering, and she looks at the camera and goes, Thank you, Decker. And they never meet in the fucking movie. They set it up like that he's saved her life because he's been catfishing her, and he might as well do something nice for her. <laughs> And then they never meet. They never meet. Like it was... He gets just a jerk off to the yeah, idea he just, of later he's on. He's just like, oh man, it's so nice to see her 
on film. <laughs> Save half of the spank bank later. Yeah. Uh, if you didn't know, uh, Rocky's been in a long-term relationship with Jamie Lee Curtis. He's watched all of the Halloween films, and have, they've been dating since he's watched them. <laughs> he's tricked off to many pictures. <laughs> Maybe they're they're in a very serious relationship. You hear that, Jamie? You know it. Come on the show. <laughs> um. So yes. Uh, and then everyone's cheering. Buster Rhymes says, "Yo, get that camera out of her face. We're all tired of these fucking cameras." And it's like. You were not tired of them eight minutes ago. Eight minutes ago, you wanted cameras everywhere. And you had a very quick change in heart. And your compare uh, your character pretty much did a complete 180 to what the character started off as. Which also, this movie has uh, seven different endings. And they were going to try to play for test audience, which one they like more. But there's also the option of them doing like what they did with Clue. You know, the movie Clue, when they released it. Yeah. Depending on showing you went to, you got a different ending. There were like three possible endings you could see with Clue. But now if you watch it on like streaming you on get Blu-ray, all of them. you get all three of them back to back to back. They were trying to do that with Resurrection. So I think there's a some that Freddy dies or something different happens to him. Okay. <laughs> they decided to go with this ending instead. But on the Blu-ray, they have all the endings on it. Really? Oh, I haven't watched Special features. Are they better? I don't know. I don't watch them. I just looked it up in my research. Oh, okay. <laughs> which is all of like two minutes. We're just like, oh, MDB. <laughs> There we go. We're gonna here's here's a fucking episode. <laughs> Whatever. Half passing it. Yeah. That was normal. Um, <laughs> so Halloween resurrection. Well you didn't say what happened after that. I don't remember. So, oh so they Yes, they take his body to the morgue. And the guy is dropping it off with the coroner, he's like, Hi, you got a celebrity. Make sure to get an autograph for me. Ha ha ha. And she's like, oh, very funny. Like, doesn't really... She's just assuming he's joking. Like, which is a really strange joke. Like, you think he would go for something else. Like, you know, it's your mom. <laughs> and be like, oh, God, my mom. And and she opens up like, he's just some guy in a burn-up mask. But just look a lot like my mom. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, so... She, he's like, yeah, it's Mike Myers. And she's like, oh, my God. And uh, she opens it up. He's all burnt up. <coughs> Eyes pop open. da 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 the end. <laughs> that's, that's Halloween Resurrections. It was enough to kill the franchise and get critically panned. For quite some time. Halloween Ends is better than Resurrection. That's something. After rewatching it, it may be as bad as Halloween Kills, though. Yeah, that's fair. This uh, one, I would wa- rather watch this just because it's ridiculous. But we were able to make fun of it a lot, which yeah. is which is always a fun thing. But that is it. Yep. <laughs> Resurrection. It killed the franchise. Five years later, Rob Zombie oh, movie. Oh. Yeah, that was it. So there we go. Check yep. it out or don't check it out. Yeah, don't. It doesn't matter. All right. All right. Brings us to our next segment. Another curation of Blaze's Cabinet Video Game Curiosities. All right. So, what video game do we have today? The Survey. 
Okay. So, shut up! I'm trying to talk about a video game. She, she agrees. Um, so this is a game where you're uh, uh, giving a review of uh, a recent restaurant trip, and they send you an email, and you take a survey. That's it. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so uh, you're working as a house surveyor, and you... Like, for some reason, nobody's lived in this house for years, and you're going in to survey and kind of get a price on it. And you uh, end up passing out and waking up in the bedroom at night in the house. So you start going around and trying to find things in the room, but there's just, like, flower pots busted everywhere and uh, different Roman numerals on the walls, on chalkboards and such. And then you find a cell phone, which isn't yours, and you get this long letter about um, this girl who they talked about being such a talented artist and she'd be able to copy anything. And then they'd be like, how did you do that? And she'd be like... I, I was just coloring and it's like no you weren't like we saw you copy that and I don't know it, it starts getting weirder and weirder the more you learn about this girl but every time you check the phone uh, the phone is giving you messages of where you need to go or what you need to do from a guy named Decker <laughs> no there you go <laughs> no but it's very similar to that um, and what you find out is that uh, about 50% of the time the phone is lying only 50% of the time, though. Okay. So it'll give you directions, and it's like, sometimes it'll lead you straight into this, like, entity that's going to kill you, or it'll actually get you through the level. So it's like, you have to use context clues to tell when it's lying. Mm. But, uh... Yeah, it's it's a fun game. Um, it's... The graphics are very good. Uh, it's an independent one. Uh, let me pull up the name. Uh, you had the picture here of... Because uh, it looks like it was just one creator for the game. Nice. And there's a picture of Buster Rhymes. Uh, yeah, he's... <laughs> Robert Gammon developed and published this game. And, uh, yeah, so the tagline is that sinners get what they deserve. So I have a feeling there's a big twist coming up in the game. But I would I recommend it. I mean, it's like a $2 game now. The Can... twist is not an end. It just keeps on going. Yeah, you just keep getting bad text messages and you're like I'm being catfished by a ghost <laughs> this sucks yeah but yeah it's fun alright cool you say check it out I say check it out did Paige have to be here for you to play it no I was playing it when you came in oh okay you don't have to call anybody have all the lights on so how many how many would you give out of ten mm, six pages okay yeah that's that's moderately yeah six pages out of ten alright cool alright well that is a, another episode of Bladed Apples. Yep. Just some, just some time for Halloween. <laughs> resurrection. <laughs> Halloween resurrection. Um, if you want to get a hold of us, you can. You can email us at bladedapplespod at gmail.com or on the Instagram Bladed Apples podcast. If you've got any comments, questions, concerns, requests, you're going to tell us why Halloween resurrection is the best one in the franchise. I want to hear that especially. Yeah, tell us why Lucha really wants Rocky to hold him. <laughs> I don't know. But he's being a little pupper. Alright, I'm holding you. Now he wants to get down. He's like, <laughs> no, oh god, no, this isn't it. No. <laughs> this, this, this is, is not, not what where I thought. it's at. This is not what I thought it would be. Uh, thanks to Stefan Myers for doing our art. 
check him out on Instagram, Stefan Mize, or at Crawling Panther Tattoo. And thanks to Blaze for putting together uh, the editing and being great co-hosts and all that stuff. And I don't know what next week is going to be. I know what it is. Do you? All right. What's it going to be? We're doing Jacko. <laughs> We did, did, God we, damn it. What? Jacko's <laughs> awful. <laughs> it's worse than Halloween Resurrection. I don't think it's worse. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about it anyways. Okay. Do you want to do Pumpkinhead? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jacko's got a pumpkin head. <laughs> okay, fuck. <laughs> do it. Begrudgingly. All right. Well, until next time, remember, every day is Halloween, so please act accordingly. See you later, fuckers. Very calm. Bye. <laughs> <Hi. laughs>